You're listening to the Loud Thumbs Podcast. Get ready for games, entertainment, and adult beverages. Around here, we only have three rules. Game on, volume up, and stay loud. Hosted by your stout savoring super fan, Nick, and his IPA-inspired co-host, Josh. Time to get loud. Everybody and welcome back this week for the Loud Thumbs Podcast, your place for news, reviews, games, and brews. I am one of your hosts, Nick. And I'm your host, Josh. Oh, ready for another one. Oh, yeah. Another one. Like uh, DJ Khaled, right? Another, <laughs> another one. <laughs> another one. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we've got plenty to talk about today. we got plenty of gaming we've been doing. Uh, hopefully, you guys tuned into our Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. We did a fun loud stream last week and so fun sorry about the audio we're still working that out josh and i put our heads together we're we're noobs at this we're just pals having fun that's all but uh we're we're trying to get that figured out so we're hoping on the next one you're gonna be able to hear josh just as much as you're gonna hear me (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i'm gonna uh play some settings see what we can do yeah, it, w- it wasn't out of spite or anything. I wasn't trying to get all the attention, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was definitely not. Uh, if anything, it was like the first thing I messaged after I got to listen to it back. I was like, no. And then the backup yeah. audio that I thought I had working did not work uh, as planned. But hey, these are growing pains. We're going to get through them. It's all good. So we have plenty to talk about today. Lots more games we've been playing. And we have a pretty fun topic Josh came up with here. We want to talk about kind of the best and worst gaming trends that are going on in the world out there, what we think about them, which which ones are our best, which ones are worst, and some of the loud crowd as well. So that'll be fun. Hell yeah. Uh, as we do every time, we got to crack a brew before we get started. So Josh, what are you drinking tonight? Yeah, man. Uh, breaking out some more Voodoo Ranger. It's not a weird pumpkin huh? beer this time. Uh, okay. It's called Voodoo Vice. It's got a real '80s vibe going on for the uh, the Voodoo Ranger dude. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, that's Miami Vice for real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The white suit, uh, huge lapels, the whole nine yards. Yeah, he's got himself the uh, fedora, right? He's rocking a fedora. Looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, they don't have a cool description on here, but I'm, I'm just gonna taste it. Let's see what the thing's all about. Yeah, definitely. What's uh what's the palette supposed to be for it? Flavor palette? That's what I was trying to find. Oh, it's fruity though. Okay. It's a little fruity, a little tart. Um oh, got some more like mix. tropical vibes. Yeah, it looks like a you know warm weather kind of dude, I guess. Okay. <laughs> uh but it's good. It's uh not the hops don't come off as strong as what like regular Voodoo Ranger is. Yeah, oh, okay. so it's got a little sweetness to kind of level that out but um right. it's a great combination more, more of an entry level for someone out there might be interested in checking out some uh hoppy beers yeah yeah Very it's cool. uh more in the line of like um at least taste wise is like a juice ipa where the ibus oh. are a little bit lower yeah. yeah yeah i'm a fan of one of them so that sounds like it might be up my alley as well yeah they're good hell yeah right on well i finally found the one i've been searching for for a while josh has had one on the show uh, already but I have yet to chase chase this guy down and be able to 
you know, give it a shot. That is the Yingling's Hershey's Chocolate Porter. It's so good. this is my guy. I got the old gravity hammer to open this sucker up today, guys. So <laughs> uh, this this was one of the coolest things to ever come out of a loot crate. Uh, loot crates are garbage now. So I think I might have said that on the show. <laughs> Holy shit, are now, they still around? They're still around and they're they're trash. No, people are still buying those things. I mean, I, maybe I they're not anymore, but bankrupt. my wife... The last cool one my wife got me was God of War 2018. So it's been four years since there's been one of those in my house actually purchased uh, on, you know, on purpose. Gotcha. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. Uh, not a fan, but that was a cool one. They did a Halo themed one and I got to have Halo stuff. I mean, come on. So let's try right. this guy, see what we think. In a bottle, I don't drink much out of a bottle on the show. And I realized that tonight when I brought this on. I actually prefer bottles to cans, but they're much harder to find. I would agree with you. I'm the same way. I'm letting this one take a couple of chances before I give a full opinion on it. I think the chocolate comes through, to be honest with you. I get the, you know, kind of like when you drink like a, or eat like a dark chocolate, you kind of get that little like dryness mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, after. Yep. You definitely get that at the, at the tail end of it. Uh, it's really rich. So I would definitely it is rich. Yeah. Definitely stamp it with that first. It's a porter and it shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I'm gonna keep sipping on it and see. I wouldn't jump off the roof for it or anything yet, but <laughs> Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it is a porter. I like a porter. Um, this one is just a little richer i think because of the chocolate i think the chocolate's adding some yeah, richness to yeah it i mean it doesn't reinvent a porter it's it's right. real solid honestly it's got a really good price point for uh for a porter too yeah i got six of these for 11 bucks which is really not bad not bad at all not, not bad, bad at all, all. At two bucks a beer but it's a real porter like i, I yep. would put it against other like just standard porters no problem yeah i think i personally i got a lot of chocolate out of it as i drank it yeah there's a there is there is a richness to it which i think is from the chocolate honestly i, I believe you yeah, yeah. I, I can agree with that yeah no not bad at all not bad just just uh different because of the that i'm not used to something super rich like that that doesn't have like the the stout taste for me which oh kinda, yeah with the the bitiness to it yeah yeah yeah, yeah kind of mess kind of messes with me a little bit where i'm like my brain's like, man, that's pretty good. But at the same time, I'm it's like, a man, smooth, kinda... dark beer. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, but not bad. Uh, recommend. Yeah. I would drink another one. I mean, for sure. All right. We are going to talk some video games and get into some topic discussion. Uh, first things we're going to start with what we've been playing. Well, Josh, what have you been playing over there, guy? Dude, I'm still chipping away at Blasphemous. I've gotten way further. Uh, the game is so good. It's it's like it's definitely a Souls game meets uh, Metroidvania. Um, not as punishing though. It's it's difficult without being harsh. I think, which I, I okay. like quite a bit. But all the exploration, right. the platforming, uh, creatures to jump, fight in the air, and do cool puzzles with. Uh, all the pieces are there for a great, great Metroidvania game. Uh, this one I didn't pay for. It was one one of the few things that have, uh, made my uh ps plus premium subscription feel like it's worth it uh so um it, i think it's worth a pickup regardless though i think it's a really like if you if you're in the metroidvania mood like 100 it's a very very solid game uh i've been putting a uh, trying to put a couple hours a night into it anyway 
Yeah, it's it's a very interesting looking game. It's very pretty. Yeah, uh, pixel art we've talked about. It's, great, great pixel art. Yeah, it's got a difficulty level to it that you know you want to like. It doesn't seem too difficult to the point where you don't want to play it, uh, but it, yeah. it's definitely a difficult game. Like I love Metroid challenging, and I I also like a challenge a lot. But I don't think I've died more than like four or five times to a boss. Um, mm-hmm. so not too bad. Not too bad at all. I, I actually beat a boss on the first try last night. Nice, um, nice. Yeah, and the bosses are uh, more fun than they are hard. There's definitely a challenge. You probably will die once or twice up to a boss at least. Uh, but, you know, it doesn't feel, like, obnoxious. Right, exactly. And then I remember, right, this doesn't have, like, any sort of run back, really. Like, you're just, like, there. Like, there's not well, not exactly there, but you're there's a little bit. Yeah, it's not bad at all they do a really good uh job of um placing their save points they have like a bonfire like system to where you mm-hmm. can only save in certain places so so long as like you don't run past it and there's only one i could have accidentally missed and i i didn't go one direction went and i found it and so it was still end up being really close but most of them are super obvious um and they're right there by the boss it's not like you have yeah. to do the the old school like dark souls one run back uh, every time yeah. you die right exactly and not a small game either. Uh, it's like a like a thirteen run through. If you want to just kind of blast it, or you can you can double that by going completionist if you want and get up in about a twenty six hour range, which is pretty cool. That's fair. I'm probably um, 12, 13 hours right now, and I've okay. purposely done a lot of like exploration. I did get stuck at one point um, trying to explore just because I just I forgot that I thought one area was another area I had already been to and like had a Uh-oh. dead end with, yep. um, but. Yeah, that sounds about right. I feel like I'm a really good chunk of the game 13 hours in. Nice, nice. Yeah, so you, you might be hitting that main plus extra level of... Uh, yeah, through. probably. It, it yeah. rewards exploration quite a bit. Um, you can get stuff um, to like, enhance yourself. You have like a, like a rosary bead system to where you find you have to find the things that kind of upgrade you. Um, so there's plenty to explore um plenty of extra stuff to grab i don't know what happens if you get all the collectibles i'm sure something cool but there's yeah. no shortage of stuff to find yeah it, it's definitely it has a really fun um metroidvania feel to it for sure um check that one out that one's that one's definitely worth taking some time to uh to play definitely i think the one that i've just kind of been uh just living a little bit here and there with is uh the new marvel snap game uh started playing that and um we talked nice, about it nice. made talked about it on our news episodes making some good money so it's doing all the right things uh two million dollars in its first week of launch which is pretty cool but the thing about it is i'm not a big fan of card mechanics in video games um mm. i think the only one that i kind of was okay with that i put up with was uh is back for blood that card mechanic was okay like it wasn't like overly oh, you know it, un- <laughs> Yeah, it didn't feel like cards. I, it was just right. the cards is the visual form it took. Yeah, more or less, exactly. So the thing I don't like is when they like make, uh, I don't know, I, I guess I want to say they're like super convoluted or whatever, and they're hard to understand what the card is doing without like reading it three times. And Oh, like, sure, uh, oh, sure. So you, you know, if, if you level up this one character while doing this one playthrough and then you go back through the second playthrough and use the opposite colored of the same card, then you'll get a new effect that may give you a level up of 10 XP. <laughs> like uh, that, 
that so you're crap. not gonna play Gwent anytime soon. No, nope, I tried playing Gwent. I can't. Yeah, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed Gwent when it was in its beta. <laughs> I haven't played since beta, but I really enjoyed it in its beta. Yeah, I can't do it. Um, I just because like these games to me are not meant to like challenge your brain in like a you know crazy way. Sure. To, to me, card games growing up were like slapjack and solitaire and you know like, oh yeah go fish right like something just simple just to kind of let your brain kind of shut down yeah. and just play through it that is a lot of this game a snap is very much just a pick up and play put 10 minutes in it and play uh -huh. two or three matches and upgrade you know a couple cards and then move on and it's simple because you have three areas to play on the on the game map and you just need to defeat two of the three. You need to make two of the three of them in your favor by just uh -huh. playing playing a card with your number, of uh, power number, because um, every card has a cost that it takes to play it, and you get a power amount that's given to you, which levels up per level, one through six. Sure, sure. And then you can mix and match your cards depending on the power level uh, that you know that it takes to play the card, and then it has its own abilities or power or number that stacks up to defeat whoever's on the other side of the coin there and it's hmm. super simple like i i didn't even really pay attention too much to the tutorial and i just kind of started going through it I'm like okay this is cool oh i get the concept i need to win it's like tic-tac-toe in a way you know what i mean you need you just need to win two of the three You're yeah done. you just need to leverage it. yeah enough to, ju to just win yeah yeah and you can play matches that'll go like crazy high i've seen people on twitter like playing matches where you know they might have like 5,000 points on their side and the other side might not have very many at all because they got mismatched or something, you know? But oh, sure, sure. On a, honestly, I think the biggest one I've played so far because I'm super early in on it, I have i don't even think I'm in, in another deck yet, but I think I played one and I think I hit like 65 was my high on one of mine. <laughs> You're I mean, talking like, about 5,000 insane. Yeah, they, there was like yeah. thousands and they were pushing off jokes on Twitter and stuff. You know, like, I wonder if I'm going to lose this one. Yeah, I mean, they just were destroying <laughs> the other guy. Oh, no. So hopefully they get that fixed. But yeah, it looks like I, that happened even in the best matchmaking systems. Yeah, absolutely. And I've only seen just a couple of people tweet anything out, but there could be plenty more, obviously. But it's just super simple. It's just got cool artwork. Uh, I enjoy, you know, a lot of the art on it already. Just looking at it, it's kind of neat. You know, all the comic book characters uh -huh. in their different suits. Or, you know, you'll see them in like an... You might unlock an 8-bit version of the same card or a hand-drawn one or... You know, oh, that cool. Stuff. Cool, cool, cool. So it's pretty yeah. cool. It doesn't change their abilities or what the card does. It just... The card looks cooler or different and you get to slap that on there. Uh, but you do get to build your deck. So you can build a deck based off of your play style. So if you like more, you know powerful playthrough you might lose more but you might clutch win more at the end but you sure. get cooler effects on your characters as you play through and things like that but these these cards still do have some sort of an ability on them so like uh i think a hawkeye is the most i i want to say it's like probably the most contrived setup where soup a, a multiple of different things will happen when you use one of the hawkeye cards so if you place hawkeye down and let it play his turn if you play a card beside him the next playthrough, you have to do it the next playthrough, then it will like affect his power and then take another hit off of the other side. So you may like uh, gain more power cool. or deduct power from, you know, the yeah. opposite side or whatever. 
So there's cards that you can, you tap the card and it flips over and you read it and it tells you, you know, the card's ability. Um, some of them don't have an ability. They're literally just, you play them with a one power yeah. and you get two on your, you know, points tally. That's just what it is. It's a starter yeah. card. Yeah. Um, Iron Man's card is super cool. He is, he is a zero cost. He costs you nothing but he is like a clutch card because when you lay him down, wherever you lay him down, he doubles the power of anyone there. So if uh, you, I see. And, and if you pay attention to the other person's cards, what they're playing, you can tell what they haven't played yet because you guys have like decks. So you can tell like, Oh, if I just played one the other day, actually, where I had like 25 and the guy on the other side had 26 and I was like, okay, I could play my Iron Man card, double me to 50. But if he plays his Iron Man card there, he's going to beat me by two. He's going to go to 52 and I'd be 50. So I would lose out. I, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. There's already played three of the four cards. I'm going to play my fourth card on another spot instead of this one and double that total so i did that and he did exactly what i thought he played his on that one but nice. when it was over he only won that one and i won the other two yeah you just so, pretty much baited out his card exactly yeah. so you you essentially are playing your cards to beat the other person but at the same time you're kind of reading the other person while you're playing which is cool so i like that aspect that like i can kind of guess uh, yeah. maybe what that sounds next. awesome it's very very cool and it's it's simple, easy to understand. I think anybody could play it, and they they aren't constantly asking you for money. It's super nice. <laughs> That's uh, so nice. I think I have to play it at least for that reason because mobile games are yeah. rife with money grabbing. They are. You, yeah. you ran out of energy. I've been playing for like ten minutes. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you could pay two dollars to get ten more energy. You mean the ten energy that lasted me ten minutes? <laughs> <laughs> I think yes. Not. Yes yeah yeah none uh, of that none of that here yeah i do love card games of course um i grew up in like the age of card games i think because there's like you did pokemon yeah. cards there's Yu-Gi-Oh, there's dual monsters like all the animes had like a card system because that was like the hot american anime thing yeah. i don't know why but i loved it as a kid i think i would latch onto this real fast yeah yeah i i think it's a game you would really enjoy and like i said super easy to pick up and play uh, you know, just on like a, even like a 15 minute break at work or something, you could probably play like five or six matches or super fast. Oh, hell yeah. Um, and then, I mean, you play, everybody's a timer. So like, you're not playing and just sitting and waiting on the other person forever. You have a bar that counts down at the bottom. Oh, thank God. It, yeah. yeah. When it reaches some the people end, are thinkers, they'll take 20 minutes to make oh, yeah. one, the exact right yeah. card play. Uh, yeah. if I had to guess, I would say I didn't time it, but I'd say it's probably 30 seconds per play that they give you. Like you, you got to play, like you got to pay attention, kind of stay yeah. on it. And you play six rounds. So, you know, each of you just do your cards and six rounds in. So you're looking at like two and a half, three minutes a game, roughly. If yeah. you're playing, if you're really playing each other, like boom, 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 boom. And it's so cool. Like just the little effects they do. And some of it's kind of silly and dorky, but I still really like it. I mean, like when you upgrade a card uh, to get a new look on it or whatever, as you're going up the tiers, it'll like randomize whatever happens to that card. And like maybe the, the card will get like a, a, a they call it a frame break. So like the character pops out of the card a little bit, you know? Oh, and okay. Like a, like a holographic card, right? Kind of. Uh, they yeah, do 3D uh, ones that are holographic. This one here, like instead of the card just being square, it, it like shows their hands and arms are like out of the card. So the oh, card's not perfectly I see. square. I see. So yeah. What, yeah. when you upgrade that, it'll like 
it'll stop it'll do like a little animation the card will change and it'll be like frame break you know it'll do things like that <laughs> i just think it's cool i mean that's it takes funny. me back i like it that's cool yeah. though yeah i like it too and uh the, the music's really good in it it's super simple to play super fun and i think it's totally worth checking it out um have fun with it anybody out there checks it out let us know over on the discord because uh we've got a few people over there chatting with us about what what do we think of the game man i chimed in and i'm i'm playing it i'm enjoying it uh, i'm not no yeah. massive level oh, but yeah. it's fun but it's a good time what else you've been playing josh uh just blasphemous <laughs> honestly <laughs> besides ghostbusters and raven about how goddamn fun that game was like it yeah. always looked fun it looked cool when we did uh the react video to it um but man when we got into it i immediately had fun right immediately it was so good i couldn't believe like there was there was literally a point where (laughs) and i think we were doing the tutorial so we weren't streaming yet but uh at least not audio we were streaming the game but not my voice or your voice. oh yeah 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 but uh that i mean you go through the firehouse and the firehouse is like one-to-one from the movies and you you can go clear up to the you know third level and take the fire pole down man i think that's just so cool you you know they don't have to put that in the game but i'm just like uh, i'm like a little kid i'm like oh dude can you hey guys can we use this pole does this pole work and like you know I go down, <laughs> i'm just quoting lines from the movie and shit it was so yeah, cool yeah and it's just the perfect art style like i love the fact that they didn't go like i need to be as realistic as possible it needs to look no, super sharp and clean art love the art it's just that enough uh like it it's just uh like pastel colors you know like they just took everything it's very cartoony without being a like a cartoon yeah yeah it's got great proportions yeah they kind of flattened everything in a way and then uh just uh, kind of took the the hard edges off of stuff you know so like things don't look exactly like an action figure or a toy but super close to that but i think it fits perfectly for a ghostbusters theme because it's it does it's just yeah. kind of meets it kind of meets the level in between the movie and the cartoon is how i thought about it sure yeah and it's like a little in between like yeah. a like a little bit more detailed like borderlands-esque sort of yes like exactly yeah but i think where the game stands out is is all of the effects in the game like they were so good yeah the blaster effect was so good dude yeah that so how all, good. all of the looks your tether looks so good coming out of the proton pack and all your equipment looks great and it's upgradable and it changes the look of it too. And, you know, all of the, the traps look great and all the equipment yeah. you can use. All the, your uh, costume changes look really cool. When you get um, slimed and all that looks great. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. And this game had like a weirdly like extensive like character creator sort of thing. Like yeah. you can change like proportions to like an incremental scale that I didn't expect. <laughs> like there's yeah. some minute stuff. And a lot of stuff you can do to change that change your like character's yeah. face and like the position of their eyebrows and the thickness of their eyebrows and how high up on the, your forehead your eyebrows. It's like <laughs> a, like an almost unnecessary level of like character creation, but you can get as gritty with your characters you want. Yeah, yeah, it's super cool. A lot of people were just running around the weeks. Uh, well, I played a lot on Sunday, which would have been the the day before thing or the day before Halloween. So a lot of people just run around with, you know, Halloween masks on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Which was cool. I think they I think that got unlocked that day or something. I I never unlocked it as a thing, but it just all of a sudden just popped up as that. 
which was kind of cool. But one of the things I do have to talk about is, you know, I've been seeing all along, you know, the internet, everybody talking about this game and they're, they're kind of dogging it because they're saying like, there's not enough content and there's not like a, a big, huge story in it and all these other things. And they're, they're really kind of tearing it apart to a point where like they don't need to, because I don't really think these people are even thinking too much about this game. First off, it's a $39.99 title. So it's more in a budget mm-hmm. title. So it's not it a is. full $70 crazy next gen price or anything, but you, um, you start out and I think there are six maps in the game and there are three different ghosts, um, like, types i guess i should say but then inside of each ghost type is another like skin or cover that the ghost will look like so you can make him look like slimer or other ghosts and things like that but they have different abilities each one of them and then you as a ghostbuster also have the ability to have multiple different things so you can have like uh the grapple hook so you can go up levels faster and get to the ghost quicker that's dope i want to unlock that yeah that i think is pretty early you might already have it um and then you can unlock other things and other abilities that like will like put out like a pulse and like show you ghosts that are nearby or react to them and just other equipment that you can play with that kind of expands the way you play the game yeah and you can also upgrade and change your equipment so that you know you're you might have a longer reach with your tether when you're using the proton pack or maybe it's easier to control but it's a shorter reach for your blaster you know that kind of stuff so there's there's a lot of underlying built-in things that like make this game a full complete game. Oh and yeah. I mean it question... just released too. There's like yeah, time exactly. for more maps, more exactly. creatures. The thing that kills me is the question I have to ask a lot of people out there that think about this, and I'd love to hear your answers, is if you think about like one of your favorite zombie games and you've been gaming for a while, you're probably gonna say Left for Dead. Left for Dead 2 one of those yeah this this game is left for dead with ghostbusters that's what it is the only difference is instead of just four of you you know it's for you and a ghost so it's five of you playing yeah and all left for dead was was a few maps and the same run through for a story they just made each piece of the story a map so you just had to keep going through it and then you would beat the game i remember playing the game with my buddies and beating the game in like under four hours like, oh easily story, done yeah you know do it again up the difficulty you know change character you are that kind of stuff there was a mixy matchy stuff you could do same exact thing here you could play with a different proton pack that's more powerful less powerful you could change your trap to be more powerful less powerful your pke meter gets upgraded everything gets upgraded when you play with it in this game and it all has a certain level of depth to it nothing yeah. astronomical you know crazy or anything like that but the the problem is, is like people are trying to say that this game is, you know, small and not like completely finished and it needs more and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, this game I... is the only game that I can think of this year that has released and it's done and it doesn't want microtransactions from you. It's done. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't I would agree on small. I would not agree on incomplete because that game was stable as shit. No weird buggy bullshit happened while we were streaming. Right. Um, it felt really good. All the effects looked really great. It came through complete. It, is it small? Sure. But this game, it doesn't pretend to be anything other than what it is at its face value. You're getting in to play a game to bust ghosts with your buddies or bust your buddy as a ghost. 
Yeah. Um, and it doesn't pretend to be bigger or more expansive than that. Like it, it presents itself fully at what it is. And I think it still accomplishes what it, its goal is. Yeah, exactly. It knows what it is. It knew what it was from the gate and just stayed that way throughout and didn't change what it wanted. It was like very similar to what, like, I mean, it's a, maybe a bad example, but you know, Callisto protocol is coming out, but not in Japan because it didn't want to change what it was like, no, this is what mm -hmm. we're making. This is what we're going to stay as, but sure. Ghostbusters came out and who's to say there wasn't an opposite conversation. We're like, Hey man, what if we made Slimer a $5 microtransaction? Like, no, this, the game is what it is. It's meant uh -huh. to be played. It's meant to be enjoyed. It's meant to be beaten. And everything is meant to be able to be unlocked by the player who purchases the video game. Yeah. Simple. I, I do. I would say that the game, you could call it small, but I don't think it's small for the type of game it is. Just like I don't think anybody would say Left 4 Dead is a small game. I think they would say Left 4 Dead is Left 4 Dead. That's the way I feel about Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed. It, it's uh -huh. a Ghostbusters game. It is absolutely a Ghostbusters game. It speaks volumes on how good the people were in the background at understanding and knowing ghostbusters and somehow making it fit into a video game and yeah. play and make you feel like a ghostbuster or a ghost they're both so fun yeah and kind of another parallel i uh, kind of want to bring is that look at phasmophobia look how small that game was when it released yeah. and then it like exploded and uh, i haven't played it but from what i know it's got like a bunch of content now there's like right you know it's got upgraded textures there's more maps there's more ghosts there's more signs to look for so like it just because this game is is small now and you know playing multiplayer it has a bunch of repeatability i actually think the maps maps are very dynamic and well made um so it doesn't feel that repetitive like we definitely played the same maps a, a few times oh, sure. uh playing that night and i never did it never did i feel like oh god the jail again <laughs> right, right. i was like all right let me try to like you know, play against this person with a different play style as a ghost. You right. know, like, it doesn't feel stale after just like a few hours or whatever. Like, and progression's pretty fast. There's a whole leveling mm -hmm. system. Um, unlocks come pretty quick. So it's not like, ah, oh, I played seven hours and I'm level three now. Right, exactly. <laughs> we played like, what, hour and a half, two hours and we got to level nine. Yeah, right. Yep. And I played I played another couple hours on Sunday and I'm I'm past level 20 now. So like the progression feels smooth enough and rewarding enough to like keep you playing. Like I just, I just kept playing. I'm like, man, this is so much fun. Uh, you know, this this feels like a Ghostbusters game. Everything's super cool. The Ecto-1 is parked in the garage. You can look at it. Uh -huh. It looks super cool. Yeah. You know? I'm like, man, it'd be cool if we could drive this thing, you know, like things like that. But, and, they, and they've kind of weaved in a story into it. And I started playing the story and I was like, that's kind of cool too. It, it doesn't like make a huge difference but i think it's cool that it's even there because they could have just made this a 1v4 and never bothered it it's you know? pretty like, much what it is right i mean yeah it's just yeah. a little added on content essentially to what like the core of the game is yep absolutely and, and i think it keeps you like wondering what will happen next which gets you to go back and bust ghosts because something will happen in the story and they'll be like okay we have to do this this and this and while we're doing that, you need to make sure you're out there working. So essentially, we're out doing our jobs, busting ghosts or being the ghost, whatever that ends up being in your you know routine or your uh -huh. you know your roulette. But it's like you're making money for you know the firehouse for the Ghostbusters to actually still continue to stay in business and do their job, and just like the movies did, 
I yeah. mean, it's super cool. I mean, there might be points in the movie where you would not see them busting ghosts, but they're at home, like figuring out a mystery. And then the next time two of them are busting ghosts and the other couple are figuring out the mystery. So it, it fits the whole theme and the feel of Ghostbusters completely. Yeah. I love yeah, it. I, I, agree. I was surprised. I was so, so surprised. I didn't expect to love it as much as I do. I wanted to, but I went in uh -huh. with like, you know, no rose colored glasses, just straight like expectation. Let's go. I have yeah. some. Yeah. <laughs> and it, I and hear you. Did such a good job of hitting those expectations and making them even better. So I hear you. Highly recommend picking it up and playing it if you guys haven't done it yet. I I loved it. I mean, Josh and I both had a blast playing it. We want to play yeah. more. We just, it just hasn't lined up yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're no, we're planning on it. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's probably going to be our next loud stream again, guys. We're probably going to do it again because it's just too fun. <laughs> it is very fun. This time with better audio. So <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, from please. us, from us anyway. The game audio yeah. was great. That was oh perfect. yeah, the game audio was fine. All right. Well, I think we're going to get into some topic of the show. Let's talk about this. Uh, we have uh, <clears throat> we have a topic to talk about. We wanted, wanted to ask the question, what is the best slash worst gaming trend out there that's happening? So we're kind of we kind of directed it at industry, more or less, Josh, right? That's where we're shooting yeah. for. Yeah, I mean, that was the intent. But hey, we'll take we'll take, take gaming conversation either way. Yeah, absolutely. So any any sort of like trend that is hitting video games that you are a fan of or not a fan of was what we were shooting for. And we have some uh, some fans over in the discord that chimed in. Um, I'll take the first one here. And Mez, he comes in, he says his favorite recent trend. Um, he says, I've really been seeing Sony's first parties focused on open world action adventure games over the past few years he knows that some complain that you know they're kind of repetitive in gameplay but stuff like spider-man horizon and ghost of shima have been Amen. some yeah right this guy's on it uh <laughs> yeah they have been some of the top favorites in recent gaming so i mean first party titles for sony seems to be one that uh, is his favorite uh um, so that's that's one favorite. What's the next favorite? We'll hit we'll hit the negatives after. We'll talk favorites and the <laughs> negatives. Sure, sure. <clears throat> I think one pin tones has his in here. He talks about his his positive one. Oh, I see his negative here. Maybe he didn't have a positive one this week. That could happen. Uh, can. And then Baby Monkey also has a hot take. Just... Yeah. Yeah, I'll go for with one pin tones what he's got going on here. Sure. He says, Cloud gaming. It's a, that's a trend that I'm not looking forward to at all. I only have basic high-speed internet for the occasional Netflix and Hulu. I can't really afford to upgrade for bandwidth to stream games as I'm playing them from the cloud. I also like to have a physical copy of the games just because I don't trust the digital games I buy will be uh, available whenever the company decides they're going to shut, <laughs> shut off the service. That's a fair point. Yeah. Then those digital games I paid for, I can't play anymore. Physical games also give me the option of sharing a friend, sharing with a friend if I'm raving about how good it is. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's all fair points. Now I gotta I gotta say something because uh, this this popped into my head, and I didn't think about this uh, until I read One Pin Tones. Uh, I didn't realize he didn't have a positive in there. That's my fault. I thought he did, but um, did you realize that the new Call of Duty game, the Modern Warfare Two that came out has like less than a gigabyte of data on the disc. 
Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, it's a prompt to download the rest yep. of the game. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I so, get that. So that, I mean, I, I completely understand what he's saying. Physical carts, you know, I, I still have some of my favorite physical games because I just want to still own them in real life, right? Yeah, I hear you. But those, even though they're going to exist in a form factor on a disc, there's really nothing on the disc. You can't play the game because the game doesn't fit on the disc. I mean, Modern Warfare is like 300 gig download. You're not fitting that on a on a Blu-ray disc. You're That's not doing so it. High. Yeah, it's insane. So yeah, it's the disc gets put in to prompt the download, and that's all it does is help you get to the download of the game faster. If you don't want to put your credit card on the internet, or you don't want to, yeah, take the time to find where to go find it to buy it, right? Mm -hmm. Or you know maybe you want a a pre order bonus or something like that. But yeah, yeah, there there's all those other reasons too to obviously be a you know fan of discs and uh, you know physical copies. But slowly but surely they're killing that market by the game sizes not fitting on the actual media they can be you know put yeah on. yeah i mean it definitely holds true for older stuff so i mean yeah 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 yeah, yeah it does it does um but i just found that super interesting because i'm like man that's that's something never struck me as like oh the yeah these games can't fit on these size of discs i mean i worked in uh you know the electronics medium forever and when a Blu-ray was able to hold 125 gig, that was mind blowing. And yeah, yeah. we're talking like almost 10 years ago when that happened. Now it's like, they just said, why do we need discs? Why do we need to try to make more fit on these dual layer DVDs and Blu-rays yeah, and everything? Yeah, Just make it download, you know? They're gonna have to start selling you a thumb drive. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, is the exception for this, the Switch? They're still doing, they're still doing cartridges, right? They are, I mean, but all their I games are so small. All their carts oh, are so yeah. small. I don't think those carts can hold over 25 gig uh, because there was a big oh, article man, that came out. All that on 25 gig. Huh. Yeah, there was a big article that came out about Grand Theft Auto Trilogy when they did the Definitive Edition being on the Switch and how, how it was going to work. And they actually could only fit two of the games on the cart and the other one you had to download. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember which of the three it was that you had to do that with, but yeah, you couldn't get them all three just on there and play it on the go. You had to download Damn. the one. So, okay. Okay. Yeah, so, you know, the, the world's turning into the you know ways of like, you must have internet to get everything you're even purchasing from a store because it doesn't fit on the media. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, it's a solid negative trend. I, I agree with him. Like it just never clicked completely until I was reading mm-hmm. through that. And I thought to myself, Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. That's insane. The industry would have to move back to cartridges. Uh, Nintendo's still doing it. Nintendo still loves it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they left for a little bit, but they came right back. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they, they they did. Did they? And they're very easy to store. It's it's a legit process. Oh yeah, um, I have all my yeah. games in like a credit card size like fold up thingy. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I, yeah, I fully believe it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Nuts. Um. Well, I I don't think I saw a positive one in Babylon Monkey either. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> no. Nah. Well, let's let's give his a go. Uh, maybe a hot take. But one that's I think that's hurting the average uh, casual gamer is esports. It has started to blow up, and with that comes all the sweet, sweet advertiser money along with the exposure of their game. To me, it feels like they prioritize that uh, that the whale and are are making changes to their games through the updates or in their pre-release plans to accommodate that platform. Mm. Oh, yeah, 
Uh, the result is prioritizing the ability to be a competitive game with fun being more of a secondary goal if it fits mm. within their competitive goal. I can kind of hard relate to this when during my StarCraft days, when back when StarCraft oh. was one of the only like esports games, yeah, that people wanted to watch. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it did work in that game's favor because the um those kind of those rts's do rely on balance super hard otherwise why would you only do more than one build and just steamroll the whole time yeah. uh but yeah yeah that definitely definitely um did drive with some esports stuff too and there's there's some plays that you know those pros could do that i couldn't pull off not without right. you know spending 40 hours a week like they do mastering no that craft yeah. Uh, I was a casual guy who barely made it to gold league and felt real good about it. Uh, <laughs> and I uh, can definitely relate to that one. I, I think some, sometimes I can suffer from the higher uh, skill, trying to balance a higher skill cast rather than the people average Joe's playing the game. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're trying to lean into that to make esports more fun to watch for everyone. And it's not like just, constant blowouts or like huge scores every time for the uh -huh. people playing too you know right it's like the it's a six odd balance that we've never seen through any sort of esports medium when you think about it like it's just everything's difficult yeah it gets a little bit more difficult but then when you aren't in esports and you want to play the video game i completely agree with him you just want to be able to have fun like uh -huh. and all of a sudden you can't have fun because the game is either too difficult or they've changed too many things to just like I don't know, just cater to them only, you know, the esports crew. Sure, sure. And that that's a huge bummer because games aren't just made for esports. Like that's not where they started. That's not where they should end. Yeah, I fully agree. I think maybe the only counterpoint I have to this is that you can learn from pro players. Maybe you can't pull some stuff off and maybe there's like a simple thing they do that makes a world of difference, right? Maybe right. I, I, you know, coming back to StarCraft, maybe I'm making eight workers instead of six and I'm spending that extra time to delay some things, but my, you know, material, my mineral gathering is so much better than it was before. And now I can mm. afford things faster than my opponent who has been more aggressive. And if I can hold him off, then I'm, you know, I'm in favor now. Um, you can learn, of course, the skill caps are, <laughs> they're much higher right, right. Uh, so some things may be like i i can't pull all that off in a quarter of a second like these guys can't right. it's their job uh <laughs> well you know maybe it's a it's a duck and a jump or a slide or you know it's something that you can bring into your everyday gameplay and then give you the extra edge but i gotta say it's not you can't take someone else's gameplay that's a pro level and just immediately adapt to what you're doing i mean you can practice and get better um, and know the general concepts, but it's not like you're like, oh, I'll just do that now and just yeah. proceed to win all the games, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, I, I never really thought of it that way until he brought it up, but uh, it definitely does make a, a difference as far as how everybody sees esports and their game. Um, especially, I can imagine people that are really, really good at the game but aren't in esports that can can't even touch the esports people like they try uh, uh, and, and it's difficult for them i can imagine that's probably a thing too and that's a bit of a bummer because that means just joe schmo is gonna have all sorts of uh problems to you know just enjoy <laughs> the game 
yeah, that Joe, Sh- yeah. Joe Schmo would be me. You know what I mean? Like, I oh just yeah, want, me. Yeah, I just want to play the game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get wrecked every two seconds. You can keep your esports nonsense to yourself. Right. Right. Exactly. I'll walk. I want to walk more than ten feet. If you want to do some stuff like that, just make a difficulty level called esports, and we're done. Like, you know, just do that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the way the way video games are coded anymore is all sorts of options. So. Why not just give that option to the people who want to eventually be in esports and they can work their way to that level of difficulty and, you know, dynamics of gameplay because they yeah, can change absolutely. it too. So that, that's a good call though. Very, very good. Um, okay, we'll jump back up to Mez here uh, with his his uh, worst trend is he's starting to dislike when games adapt to the games of service model, yeah. uh, the game the games as a service says, I can see all the benefits that the, the style offers, but I'm finding that games which ask you to log in every day and play to keep up with them just aren't for me. They don't fit into my lifestyle, and they take uh, they make keeping up with the new games and backlogs even harder. Destiny is probably the biggest example of the last decade. The gameplay is amazing, and the expansion story are generally enjoyable, but every time I log in, I'm uh, left with the feeling that there's a huge list of chores to get done and the latest stuff to keep up with uh, the season stories, because I just can't, and I don't want to play it constantly. So while I'm glad for the format existing as an option, I don't want to see the style of law. I don't want to see that style of log in every day and work through all our seasonal content trending toward taking over more and more of the industry. Yeah, I don't like games that's, as a service. Hustle. I'm the exact same way. I don't yeah, like that's an incredibly good point because Destiny is super fun. It's got really, really good gameplay. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the, the stories are pretty good. Um, Cutscenes are fantastic, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, I haven't been back to Destiny in a very long time, partially because of this. Yeah. I know I'm going to get like choice paralysis. Right. Um, and just be like, yeah, I just, there's too much. I just want to play the game. I didn't come here to, uh, envelop 10 more hours. I came here to, um, play for tonight <laughs> and right. it makes it feel hard to do and to be able to keep up effectively. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to say if, if we could get Mez to play Halo, then he could still get like a, I mean, it's Bungie. I mean, I went to 343, yeah. right? Destiny, uh-huh. Bungie, uh-huh. made yep. Halo. Halo still feels like Halo, but just a little different. But Destiny and Halo are pretty close. Um, it would be cool if Halo could figure out how to do the story like Destiny as well. But the cool thing about Halo is you play their content when you can. So a game pass lasts yeah. forever. Like you, you don't run out of time to do the game pass. They leave the game pass forever and you can play the new one too. Or you can say, nah, I'll switch my pass back to the last first season and I'll play through it now. But, oh, you know what? I'll check out some season two. I'll switch it to the season two pass and play through it a little bit too. You get to do that. The only things that they leave on there are they'll like maybe do like a weekly event or something where you might get like certain. Sure, unlocks. sure. Oh, that's okay. about it. You know, it's just like, you know, things you'll get for, completing certain challenges if you want to play them but they're not required in any way like you play them on your own time i think that's the way of kind of fixing this problem for people like mez and myself and you where you can play on your own time you're not really missing out on anything 
but you're also not being bombarded by a bunch of new shit that's getting thrown at you constantly that you don't understand because you left it six months ago and you just came <laughs> back, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I can say Diablo suffered from this a little bit, not too bad. Like they start new seasons, but that was just mm-hmm. an, uh, ex- an excuse to start a new character and just play the game again. But what Diablo is um, it? Diablo three or yeah, two? Diablo three. three. Yeah. Okay um especially when they would change seasons they would change up what skills were good or better just Mm -hmm. to kind of switch it up and make the game not feel stale which i personally appreciated um but if you were at top top level play i didn't quite get there i was probably a little step below um like top greater ref levels when i was playing super hard um then i then it would seem like you'd have to log in and grind every day to make sure you got the new equipment and then got back up to top but Overall, it wasn't too bad, but it did have a, a bit of this feeling to it. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that one for sure. That is definitely a negative uh, column for me. Um, I don't like them because it, the exact same things he's saying. I don't have the time. Um, I know Mez. Um, I have kids. He doesn't have kids. He's definitely got more time than me. <laughs> so I yeah. 1 million percent respect and love that he feels the same way as me. Because uh-huh. that that gives that like gamer camaraderie of like you know and and you're the same way like yeah you, you you would definitely have more free time than I would have but you feel the same way which means it's not a problem about free time it's a problem uh-huh. about choice <laughs> like you're yeah you're not giving us the choice right yeah uh, I mean if Destiny's your game it's amazing there's a million things to do and all this content and motivation oh, yeah. to keep playing like to keep it not stale and Destiny by the way has amazing like versus matches and multiplayer stuff so much yeah it does um but man if you want to play more than just destiny it's tough it It is really really tough tough to keep up with yeah i love the first game finished completely uh and really enjoyed it and was gonna get into two but by the time that happened destiny one had already started doing this and i was like i I just can't like i can't like i have destiny Uh two i think it was for free or i got it for like 10 bucks somewhere super cheap oh yeah yeah you know and i just i don't play it because it's it's just too much all at once there's not enough like trickle me in again Uh and then let me just you know let me drip feed myself however much i want you know (laughs) yeah and it doesn't like rush you too bad but man if you take a few months stint um you gotta grind up to like what the new weapon is and yeah and stuff like that it's still playable like if you want to play it just as a like story based like fps I think you're fine if you want to be like like harshly competitive and stuff it it makes it real hard oh yeah that would be way tougher way tougher all right man I think it is time for our answers yeah um shoot first man what do you got over there you want to go best or worst first? Oh, uh, let's go best. <laughs> let's let's lead with All the right. positive, right? <laughs> uh, so this has probably been a long, um, trickled in kind of a trend. So nothing. I don't think it's spiked in any recent history. But I've been really enjoying games adding RPG elements to them, uh, because I like the iterative process. I like feeling like I'm upgrading something, even when I'm just dicking around. Um, oh. Like God of War, I think, is a really great example because I don't think there's any RPG elements in that game before the 2018. Yeah, you know, I haven't about yeah, I'm gonna say based on what I know, um, there were no RPG elements, but I, I think it added so much in that game. I don't think I would have done half the crap, like the extra stuff, 
excuse me, if like there wasn't a reason to like upgrade something mm-hmm. or make progress or be, get this ability or gain more experience or more money so I can use it somewhere else to upgrade something else. And so I can buff my favorite ability that I use and synergize with the build I want to make. Um, so I, I think it adds a lot to the game, um, even when the story's still good. Like if, if you're still motivated during some of the drier spots, you can you can get something tangible. You you, pre- you press that button, you get better. You can see it happen. You're like, ah, that's cool. I am I at least you know even if it's only like do ten percent more damage, even if it's as dry as that, you get to see that ten percent damage. Like, oh, it used to take me seven hits to kill this thing. Well, now it's six. And now I can yeah. have that that much more extra time to then dodge the next attack. You know, you just get to synergize with your own playstyle better rather than I I mean a fixed moveset, if it's good, it's it really works. But I feel like adding those extra elements can really and to change it for you transforms the game. Yeah. At least for me it does. Well, yeah, and you can kind of dial the game in any direction you want if the game lets you too, which is kind of the cool aspect of RPG elements being thrown into a game that's not an RPG. I like uh-huh. the mix. I like the mix. I'm not a big RPG guy. Um, um, my my least my least is JRPGs, but I love action RPGs. They're, they're yeah. super super good. RPGs are so fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're one of our favorites from back on an earlier pod that we talked <laughs> yeah. about. Like we love early them. pod. Yeah. So, but I I it when you said God of War, like that's the game. I immediately thought of when you were talking about like baking them into the game, but just uh-huh. not, not making them feel like they exist. Like they're there, but somehow they're given to you in a way where you think, Oh, Oh yeah. yeah. Like, you know, everything clicks and you're like, yes, I want to upgrade my Leviathan X. Yes. I want to upgrade the, you know, the, the blades of chaos because of these reasons. Like, and you, you're, I found myself thinking like Kratos, and the game like uh-huh. i wasn't i wasn't thinking as a as the player i was thinking like i'm kratos i'm in this world i'm fighting these enemies what's going to kill them faster uh, yeah. i want to kill them faster so i mean it's i guess it's kind of a combo you are thinking of playing the game but at the same time you're playing you know thinking what the character would need to do in that yeah. situation and that that was one of the first few um red dead redemption was probably right there with it because they came out the same year but the oh sure i mean there's a lot of like rpg elements into that game as well what parts are you going to upgrade you know because you got like a dead aim and things like that you can upgrade too yeah different skills and yeah yeah. but god of war was probably one of the first ones where i wanted to do more than i even needed to do like i was like (laughs) just destroying people and then i found out there's like a uh more or less there was like a, a gauntlet like thanos uses in marvel that you could get and it had like all the same colors and you could do cool shit with it and i was like i have to have that gauntlet even though uh-huh. it wasn't something you needed to get to play or beat or do something in the game it sure was a, it was a point of leveling up and it was like one of the first few games where i found myself enjoying the i don't know the art of like role-playing like if I was really doing this, I would want all this cool shit. I would want to destroy people so <laughs> yeah, bad. Yeah. And that's a long time for me to be playing video games before it all kind of hit at once, but such an amazing video game that is in the beginning. So Yeah, exactly. I mean, to that point, like I upgraded Atreus above anything I did. I'm like, I'm doing great as Kratos. I want to yeah. upgrade my ally so he's better. 
right you know and then it synergizes with me even more like i want his status effects so i can do the damage easier not so i do more damage all the time yeah um perfect yin and yang <laughs> yeah yeah and my next example would be horizon right the first game mm -hmm. had uh, had a skill tree but it was more about upgrading the skill set that it was already there than it was anything else mm. at least that, that's what it felt like to me but then the for like forbidden west went nuts with the skill trees and i thought it made the game way better i love yeah. the skill trees i love special specializing and I, I believe it's a stealth tree because the long uh the long distance bow was my favorite bow oh, okay um still is and so i love being able to specialize in that first and really like just playing to my play style and you know maybe some of the things can come secondary because I like playing this way, but these other things will be nice as I progress. You know, as, right. as I, when I fill that tree, something else could be filled. So I just, I really like that progression. I feel like um, iterative improvements make you feel good. It makes you feel like you're doing something, makes the game feel like, makes the game feel more expansive. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, you can make yourself better just innately. Uh, it's just, I think it's a good time. Like yeah. it doesn't have to be super country. Like even even for Horizon Forbidden West skill tree as um, as expensive as they made it uh, wasn't hard to understand. It was very straightforward and very easy to understand, um, very easy to use. Um, so, it, but everything made it feel better. So it was great. Yeah, and that's key for me. That's absolutely key for me. That making it easy to understand and it's just implemented super well into the game to where you don't even recognize it's there um yeah it's just it's just part of the game which is the way it should be hell yeah man hit me with your good trend so my best trend and then um, i think maybe both of mine are hot takes i think i thought only one of them was but the more i saw <laughs> all the answers and thought about everything i'm like eh, sure, might both sure. be hot takes. but i i'm loving remakes like the the way oh that's that, legit yeah i i'm okay with buying a game that's 10 or 15 years old when they're doing the things they're doing to them now. So some of my examples are yeah. the Resident Evil remakes they've done. Dead Space got one coming out. Looks amazing. Mm -hmm. Uncharted had a remake that came through. Also looked amazing. Last of Us. Yes, it looks amazing. I'm not going to play it, but I think it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it does look really, really good though. Witcher is getting remade. So that's just to name a few. There's way more out there that are going to be coming. And uh -huh. I mean, we already saw some come through. I mean, I already mentioned Resident Evil and the Uncharted and Last of Us, but you know, you played a Demon Souls remake. Yep. And I started it, checked it out, just wanted to see what it was like. And it's incredible. Like it looks like a brand new game. There's oh, yeah. nothing you could complain about it from being like 10, 12, what, 15 years old, maybe now. Yeah. Um, it's like you you picked up a game off the shelf, never knew it existed. You would never think that that game was ever out before if you yeah. didn't know. And I, the way that they implement new mechanics and the whole new engines, and it doesn't feel like the same game anymore is absolutely incredible to me. Like I've, I've played the resident evil games. Um, playing resident evil two right now is mind blowing because it in no way to me feels like the same game. It yeah. just feels so good. Resident Evil 4, which we haven't got to play yet, looks <laughs> unbelievably ridiculous. Oh, yeah. It looks uh, incredible. I wait to play uh, that. And I true did to not spirit, see that feeling. So smooth. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and to your point, um, it's just different now because you used to get like, re- they call it like remastered and they just yeah. like take the same game. They'd slap a texture, like all the tessellations were still the same. So they used to like the same sharp choppy edges, but I got like a way better texture. And so it, it looks, looks smoother margin- looking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it looks marginally better, I guess. Uh, but now we're getting ground up remakes. Yeah. And yeah. which is what we, what, I feel like what the gaming industry has always wanted and not just be like, it's, cheaper to slap a good texture and send it on its way and maybe smooth out some of the tessellations but you can tell damn well yeah. it's just a pretty texture on a flat surface that they right you know they didn't have the technology to create that texture at the time but these these remakes uh have been really really well received and for really good reason yeah and i mean we did our you know uh our let's watch for resident evil 4 and it's honestly, I didn't expect myself to feel immediately I'm buying this game again. Like I'm playing it again. I'm buying yeah, it. I and, hear you. And it did that. Like immediately it did that. And I'm like, you know, it's it's just something that I feel. And I think we mentioned this in that video was it's something that I feel like they all wanted to do from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And now they can, but instead of just making the thing they wanted to make, they're making that even better. They're just taking everything that they've learned and they're implementing it into the new version of it. And it actually is a remake. It's something you've never played before because it's been remade. It's not redone in any way. It's completely remade and not remastered. And I'm super thrilled to be, be able to play some of these that are going to be coming out. I mean, some of the ones that, I mean, it was a remake in a way was the Grand Theft Auto games, but those sort of failed. So there are, you know, both sides of the coin. Like sure, they, sure. They screwed up some stuff in those. I've honestly, I, I still haven't been able to beat some of them because of the glitches in them, which is really ridiculous. Oh, um, that's rough. But I love those games. I still go back to them and try to force my way through glitches because, you know, I still (laughs) enjoy the games. Sure. And I mean, that says something, too. But I think the examples I have given here are like the prime examples of games that are just doing a remake 100% the right way. And I don't see them going away. I, I am okay with playing games that are 10, 12, 15 years old again. Because for me, it's like a whole new life already. Uh, uh-huh. I, I already bust out the Steam Deck and play games that are 20, 30 years old because it just gives you that nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. This is this is like a new thing. It's like you still get that nostalgia, but at the same time, you're getting a whole new feeling from it. And I just love it. I love everything about it. It's just so much fun to get something brand new, but still feels familiar. It's yeah. so, so freaking good to me. Uh, so I, I love that they're doing more remakes. Uh, I'm I'm here for them 100%. And I mean, I'm ready for more. I mean, we're getting Silent Hill 2 and, you know, we're reinvigorating the whole Silent Hill franchise with new stuff too. Yeah, so that's going to be good. That kind of stuff, it, it just, I think it just breathes again to the market and reinvigorates the life back into them again. I mean, I don't think we'd be seeing a Resident Evil 4 remake if they didn't do the right thing when they did Resident Evil 2 and 3 remakes. I mean, they That's killed fair. those and people were yeah. like, oh my God, what the hell is this? This is fucking amazing. Uh-huh. Everybody bought it up and we're 
three more games later and they're still remaking them like they've been made yesterday. It's amazing. Yeah, so good. I'm down for them. All right, we what is the worst? We got to get get to the worst ones. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this trend has slowed down a good bit. But man, a couple of years ago, it felt like there's a new battle royale coming out like every week. Like yeah. just all the time. And I, I don't think there's really been much that have come out recently. It was that um oh uh Hunter Legends or whatever it was. It was yes. the like melee uh battle royale which i thought like if, if i'm gonna like a battle royale this is the one i'm gonna like and i still didn't like it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it just uh i mean obviously it exists for a reason that's popular for a reason but man it just it just doesn't synergize with me it just doesn't fit my 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 play style i hate running around for 10 minutes to find one person instantly getting wrecked and then yeah. having wasted 10 minutes being frustrated because i'm like i'm not doing literally anything right. um and that game is a little bit better there was some stuff you could farm up and you know i played fighting games so i was a little bit f- familiar and i did okay um but man i played i've tried a couple of the, the fps ones and i just instantly wrecked yeah 10 minutes 15 minutes walking around i can't find anybody map is huge finally like maybe finds a hint of some players fighting like oh boy let's go join the action and some and some guy way better at the game than me <laughs> it's me from like you know a thousand feet away and i'm like sniped i uh <laughs> i never want to play this game again yeah i am with you on that i'm not a fan of battle royales either um I think I've only played Fortnite twice in my life, and I won one of those games because I cheesed the whole game. I got in a helicopter and flew up to the, <laughs> to the middle, nice. and I just stayed there. I just stayed there, and I waited for the uh, I waited for the circle to keep getting smaller, and I just stayed right in the center of the circle the whole time. And there's no way in the video game you can shoot straight up. And I, w- <laughs> the other guy was down beneath me, and I was at the top. I just waited him out. Like I don't know what he did. He had probably ended up having to like blow himself up or tried to kill me in a certain way, and and it got, uh-huh. ended up killing himself. But I was like, oh, okay, I've played two matches and I've won one of two. All right, that's a 50% win rate for Fortnite. I'm done. I'm good. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and that's only fun one time. And then you try it again and try to win. You're like, oh, boy, Uh, clock's ticking away. I'm super bored. Um, I was very bored, dude. I I literally was on my phone most of the time just letting the helicopter stay right where it was, waiting for the circle to get smaller. Yeah, I did. fly to the middle and wait again, (laughs) scroll through my phone some more. Yeah, like, this worth is it so not exactly my kind of games. Once. Yeah, just to say you won a game, and then after that, it's it sounds like it was the worst while you were doing it. <laughs> yeah, it was just boring as shit. Like, oh, the helicopter, I'm up here. Unless somebody blows me up, I'm good. And nobody knew I was up there, paid attention until it was too late. So I'm yeah, like, okay. it's like, is this really going to work? And then curiosity keeps you, keeps you rolling. <laughs> yeah, yeah I know right. where you're going. That's exactly what it was. So yeah, I don't, I'm not a fan. Not a fan. So you heard it here first, guys. Uh, not a fan of battle royales. Either of us, loud thumbs, not fans. Nope. <laughs> not at all. And enjoy all of you that are fans. Uh, hopefully you're oh, watching yeah. the show. I'm you not dogging them. Shit, they're just but... <laughs> they're not for me. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not dogging them either. I mean, there's fans for them out there. Just uh, not not us two. Nope. <laughs> um, I'm gonna hit on one super quick. Uh, not my main one, but. I've already mentioned it once was the card mechanics, not a big fan of card mechanics. Sure. Sure. Um, so I, I kind of wish they would go away in the fact like the, of the ones I have not enjoyed, which are just the ones of just 
all cards all the time. Like, give me something else. Like make the card animate or something comes out of the card. Oh, sure. Yeah. I need, I need something anyway. But uh, that's that's one I don't like. But my biggest one, and I think this is this is going to be a big hot take, is um, everybody jumping on the souls like train. Oh, there's so many. I am yeah. just just over it. I don't like them to the point where I want to play them daily. Um, and the reason I can't get into them and stick with them constantly is because the level of difficulty doesn't make the game as fun as I know it could be. And sure, sure. We've, we've had the conversation in depth on our uh, difficulty in video games podcast we did. And I, I still fall on the train of let me adjust the difficulty because I know I'm getting older. I'm my skills are not great. And they're they're gonna dwindle as time goes by, but I want to be able to enjoy the game and the story yeah. to a level of my want. And they're kind of just erasing a lot of the people out there that could enjoy it. Me being one of them, by continuing to make more and more Souls likes that are more and more difficult than the one before it. It's <laughs> like they're all trying to one up each other. Yeah. And and I I've tried playing one recently. Um, Dude, I can't remember the name of it. It was very, um, oh man, it was very Asian. Um, I'm gonna have to try and look it up, but it was not on top of of it being a Souls like and being difficult. It it just had the weirdest control scheme and setup. Um, was it Wong Wong something like that? Um, Wong. I do not remember, man. I'm just going to keep saying Wong and it'll come to my head maybe. But uh, yeah, it, I mean, it was, it's just, I don't like them because I want to play them. I enjoy, like, I know I would enjoy the stories and the lore and everything because I just have like one of those like inquisitive type minds where like, yeah, Ooh, yeah. what's happening there? And I need to play and get the answers. Like, sure. But I've, I've had to kind of shut that part of my brain off when it comes to some of these games, as soon as I know there's a souls like attached to it, because I know I'm not going to finish it. And then I'm just going to be frustrated by the end of it. And I got you. That's not fair to me or the game, honestly, because then like it, it's not the game's fault and it's not my fault. It's just <laughs> a combination of the two things. Like I want to, I want to be able to enjoy that game, yeah, but yeah. you're not giving me a choice to be able to actually adjust the game to a level of playing for me. Yeah. Similar, similar to like the esports and stuff, you know, like you're cranking up the difficulty to a point where you're like, what the hell? And you're not having any fun anymore. Like the game's not about the fun as much. It's more about the challenge. And like, there's like no balance there. It's like you play the game for the challenge only, not for the uh -huh. fun. You know, the fun's there, but yeah. it's very minimal, right? I get you. I get you. Yeah, uh, I haven't played too many Souls likes, mainly just the FromSoft games. You know, obviously the Souls games. Yeah, the um, Souls games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they, I feel like they nail such a special tempo with their games to where like they're difficult, but you always know what you could have done and you know what to do now mm. if, if you eat it super hard. Like whether or not your reaction timing is there right away or your skill set is there right away. Really, they nail like an achievable difficulty. Are, are they hard as shit? Absolutely but you can see the pattern and stuff. And so I feel like the few souls likes that I played haven't nailed that feel as much. Like they're trying to be hard. They're trying to be what dark souls is or what Elden ring is. 
and without really seeing what like insights those games have had over the years to like let you see what you could have done differently or like oh that boss uses fire i didn't see a fire attack coming so now let's grab a shield better for fire and maybe let it make the difference for you or something like that or oh i i can dodge through that move didn't know that move had that kind of range <laughs> i know i can't i can't dodge or I know how to dodge now it's always about a learning experience that some games are just like i'm brutally hard because i'm hard and you're like <laughs> well that's just not as fun anymore like it gets me a little bit because i let my ego get in the way and like yeah. fuck this this game's not gonna beat me i'm gonna beat it but even i have a limit sometimes <laughs> how quickly i find that is changes game to game or day to day um but it, games are hard for hard sake just aren't as fun like exactly. with the souls games at least at least i mean i personally feel like they show you like this is doable and ain't easy but you can do it yeah i i mean i could see that part of it but that's that's the other thing uh and this goes along with so many of everybody else's like negatives like this fits into a lot of those for me so I I don't have the time to continue dumping all that into sure, it. Sure. So yeah. that goes along with like Mez in you know the games for a service uh situation. Same same thing goes for me with a Souls like game because more or less it is a games as a service for me because if I play anything else, I will immediately forget the control scheme. Like mm. I'll go I'll go in pressing square to dodge and square's attack, that kind of thing. <laughs> oh, I you see. You know what I mean? I see. So you just drink all your Estes flasks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I, I, I know they're hundreds of hours long. I know they're well made. I know they're fun for the audience and you know that you know it's a particular uh -huh, player. Uh -huh. But like, there's so many of them that if they would just give you an option, I would be fine. But they don't dial anything back. They want you to play only their way, and I fully respect that but it bums me the hell out and I don't uh -huh. want any more of them. I don't want any more of them because I want to play <laughs> yeah, the game. That's fair. That's fair. I love this story and I don't want to watch the game. That thing, that kills me. I want to watch a movie. I want to play a video game. Yeah. And there's so many people that I've, you know, I, I have this conversation every once in a while, you know, whether it's on the internet or in real life, but I'm always like having that conversation. I get told like, well, just go on and like, you know, YouTube, like they, you can go on and just watch the, watch the you know compiled version of the story you get the story that one dude that's not the same that is no it's not the same story. as experiencing it yeah it's like that's not an answer to my problem the answer is just to have a little pity on some of us older gamers that just <laughs> don't have all the time in the world yeah uh, do i think i think honestly like i'm not dogging myself at all i have an ego too but i could beat these games i could play these games i could win yeah, these games i believe i have it. no doubt in myself but I don't have the time to do it. Like I, I want to play the game and finish it out. But yeah, a lot of times they're so long or they're so hard where you're doing the same thing over and over for an hour. And that's what makes the game longer is you're beating a boss in four hours. Uh -huh, uh -huh. 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because you could have a 50 hour gameplay, but maybe 20 hours is spent on three different bosses. Right. <laughs> I've exactly. Been, I've been there, man. Oh yeah. 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 And I mean, yeah. I played Kenna Bridge of Spirits, which that is a Souls-like. I mean, to its core, it's a Souls-like. People don't think it is by looking at it because it looks like it's this 
cutesy little fun yeah Pixar it's a Pixar sorta. yeah <laughs> it's not yeah, it looks it's friendly not. as fuck yeah it really is not I mean it's a really good game mm-hmm. but but they did it the way it works for me it's definitely difficult I definitely had 25% of my gameplay in the last two bosses I it's definitely a souls like yeah but they it had a nice linear story it still had an open world that I could kind of play around in and do things in my order. Sure, sure. And it was only about 25 hours long, even including me taking longer to beat the final bosses. So I need games more in that realm. And I'll, I would love suggestions. If anybody out there is listening and they're like, hey, I know a game for that guy. I would love those suggestions because uh-huh. anything to you know let me enjoy these games with really great lore and story behind them because if there's anything i feel like that souls like i'm not upset with is the content of the game like uh uh-huh. don't get rid of that just help me out with the the time to difficulty ratio you know what i mean <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yeah. we're good but i i i love listening to people talk about them i want to be able to play them i mean you beat elden ring you had like 200 hours in the thing uh-huh. and like loved hearing about the story and the journey about it all yeah but it's like at the same time I'm like man i'm not sure i'm gonna be able to put yeah. 100 hours into a game <laughs> yeah for new listeners uh i had 100 hours on one character uh 40 hours in one and 50 hours in another yeah um yeah yeah for sure yeah, Nick, one suggestion, uh, Demon Souls might be the Souls game for you. I felt like that was the least harsh of them. Yeah. And if you want a more fun experience than challenging experience, spellcasting is absurdly powerful in that game. They did <laughs> yeah. not balance that very well in that game. <laughs> uh, Even on the remake, huh? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Oh. They kept they kept the original uh, Demon Souls balancing, I feel like. Okay, okay. Um, fully doable in a regular melee style. I when I replayed it, of course I knew what like what was going on. So there, yeah. there's a big grain of salt there. But when I played a spellcaster, I'm like, why the fuck am I doing so much damage from a range? <laughs> this feels absurd. Uh, so if you okay, want good, just a, tip. a, yeah. a less yeah. punishing experience, that that's that's my suggestion. And the game okay. is beautiful. It really is. Yeah, I think I was like two hours in or so, and I I, I enjoyed it. I was having fun with it, but yeah, I went in as like a knight, and, you know, shield and sword, and just kind of oh, did that's the thing, fully so. doable. That's what I did, and I had a blast. Yeah, yeah. So, any more suggestions out there on any of those? I would definitely take them. Uh, something that's in like the twenty-five, maybe thirty-hour range is what I would love to play, and that's not brutally punishing. Or maybe throw a pro tip at me as well. You know, if you want to shoot, <laughs> you know, yeah, shoot me a tip or two over you know loudthumbs at gmail.com or hit our Discord up. Uh, all the links and everything are down below for all that, so we have a good time over there chatting. But yeah, I I think that's a hot take. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh souls likes they're not going to go anywhere but I, i'm just man i said my piece i won't repeat myself <laughs> i hear you i hear you oh well that was fun we are gonna get out of here um we are gonna go over to our patreon channel guys and we're gonna talk about this a little bit more we're gonna dig in a little deeper talk about a little bit more goods and bads of our you know what, what do we hate about the industry maybe you know what do we what do you love about it again so if you guys want to tune in, we're going to have these extended episodes uh, every month. We're going to do these on our Patreon channel. So if you guys would like to partake, we would love to have you help support Hell the show. Yeah. Uh, it's really making a huge difference for us. We really appreciate it. 
but we're over there at uh, patreon.com slash loud thumbs. So yeah, shoot uh, a buck or two our way and be a, uh, be a Patreon and get some extra content. So we're going to head that direction. Uh, anything else you'd like to reverberate, reiterate? Uh, no, I mean, just thanks everybody again for all your solid submissions. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's always a, it's always a blast interacting with the loud crowd. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Loud crowd is the best crowd. No doubt. Hands down. All right. We are out of here for this week. Uh, enjoyed me at Hershey's. Not bad at all. Definitely rich. So if you guys would like to go find these yingling, I hear they're around for the season. So it's chocolate Christmassy time, right? I think that's how they do it. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how was that uh, IPA over there, Josh? Still, still holding up over the show? Yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, still fruity, a little tart. Um, hops are a little bit weaker than I normally drink, but okay. still really good. Still solid. Hell yeah. Right on. All right, guys. Well, until next week, uh, join us on our loud stream. We'll be back the week after for another podcast. I think we're going to have a special guest on that one. We're going to bring a little review that week. So tune in for that. Until then, we'll be back. Game on. Volume up. And stay loud. Email, follow, watch, and listen to all of our content by visiting loudthumbs.com and join the loud crowd. To help us grow the show, you can leave an Apple podcast review or give us a Spotify star rating. It really helps us stand out. Thank you to our Patreon subscribers, Caleb Lynch, Brian Coger, Holden Moffat, Zach Mezra, SirsFurniture.com. If you would like to become a patron, visit patreon.com slash loudthumbs.